This podcast contains some magical adult language. Listener discretion is advised. And sorry, Mom. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 25th annual Hunger Games. <laughs> what year so, is it? Why are we doing Hunger Games reference? What are we doing? I thought I was at my side job. My bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Rat Castle, a progressive chat about dizzy magic without the pixie dust. You have to buy that separately. <laughs> uh, I'm Victoria, and with me today are Dave. Hello. Nathan. Good evening. Well, evening for us. Good morning or <laughs> afternoon or commute to those listening. <laughs> Janine. Hello there. And Sarah. Hi. The gang's all here. The, the gang's, gang's all, here. all here. Yeah, we're all finally here. It's been a while, gang. <laughs> and you all look fantastic, if I do say so myself. And we have lots and lots of theme park news and tea to discuss. But I know Nathan wanted to start off with something a little more serious. Yeah, I just wanted to start off by uh, paying a little tribute uh, to my friend Josh from EZWDW. He passed away this last, well, a little, a little more than a week ago. Uh, but news was official about uh, four days ago. And um, yeah, Josh was a really great guy. If you read his stuff on EZWDW, um, he was witty and sarcastic and um, always had um, some unique perspective uh, on current news. One of the things I loved about him was everyone, when I was doing reporting, everyone was rushing to get things out. So you would be sitting with a laptop in the middle of Epcot and desperately trying to do whatever needed to be done. And um, he was like, I don't know, I'll get it done in two weeks. And <laughs> his two week late festival, whatever was always so far superior. Uh, the pictures were better. The analysis had the time to sort of simmer in the crock pot and be good. Um, and he was just a really, really smart guy. I always said uh, that his humor was as dry as the food from the Epcot Italian booth. Cause um, he, he was just the first time I ever met him, uh, we were reporting, I said this story on Twitter, but we were reporting, uh, on the festival of the holidays at Epcot and I was pretty new to the company. This has been my first festival. Uh, and I was meeting up with him and, uh, uh, one of the people from, uh, blog Mickey, because believe it or not, a lot of, uh, websites get together to buy food because, uh, why get one thing and, and pay to eat a bite when you could just share with a bunch of people and save money and review. So um, we were going to meet up and I texted him and I said, I'm with the guy in the Mickey hat. And I was wearing a, it was the baseball hat version with the Mickey ears. Um, but it sounds pretty stupid to say that when you're entering Epcot. Um, but I hadn't thought that through and I kind of thought it, Oh dang, that was stupid. We finally met. And uh, the first words out of his mouth to me was, I knew it was you because you're wearing the Mickey hat. And it was just like, and it was so dry, I wasn't even sure if it was a joke uh, at first. And that's sort of what I loved about him. So um, cheers to you and rest in peace, uh, dear Josh. Uh, you were a, uh, a definitely a blessing to the Disney Park community uh, and especially the, the kind of Diz Twitter community. Uh, and we'll miss you. I'm sure we have condolences to his family as well. So, mm -hmm. But... Uh, the news continues on, and uh, 
I guess I'll just roll into the next topic, which is uh, that, uh, <laughs> um, you know, what we love the most uh, is a good uh, new multi-level Disney Vacation Club wing uh, that is thrusted onto the side of a legendary resort. Uh, it's something I remember when the contemporary one happened and everyone was so excited about that. And we just love big towers that say nothing. And, uh, well, gang, guess what? You're going to get another because, uh, the, the Polynesian resort, uh, is going to get, uh, a, a new DVC, I guess wing is the best way to put it. Uh, and it's, you know, got this very nice design that certainly isn't the design of the Reflections, a Disney Lakeside Lodge project that got canned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we're getting uh, another one of these big ass towers uh, cluttering our uh, beautiful lakeside view. Uh, thoughts? We all have thoughts. Uh, go ahead, Victoria. Oh, I was just going to say it kind of sucks that they got rid of, you know, the dinner show that was there to put up a DVC tower. That's what's happening. I didn't know that was the trade off. Yeah. I'm even more mad now. Yeah, I think they're taking down the show building, if I recall. That's correctly. terrible. Ugh. And they fired the people and that's where it's gonna go and like nathan oh said it's God. essentially the reflections resort yeah but it's supposed to pay homage to the show for some reason but it looks like a apartment complex that's in a <laughs> suburban like not even suburban like the area that's like in between the suburb and the city that's sort of not developed you mean celebration <laughs> No. <laughs> i was literally uh, thinking the same thing because like it looks like luxury apartments it looks that you like will see right apartments. next to the freeway yeah yes like, that's off the like, highway yep yeah near the mall like honestly yes. i feel like the best way to describe it is a quote from bob's burgers and it's literally if it were a spice it would be flour <laughs> <laughs> that's the best yeah. way to explain it I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in the minority being from the West Coast that I, I have never stayed there. I don't have quite the affinity for the Polynesian, but I remember seeing mm -hmm. it the first time when I went to Walt Disney World in the, I don't know, early 80s, first time I saw it. And it was like, oh, now I get it. This is really cool. And I've always wanted to stay in the little, the expensive little ones out on the water, you know, and little bungalows, um, you know, but it's so clear with this and with the, the all the hotels they put in recently possibly with the Destino tower being the, the outlier because i actually really think that one's lovely yeah the, it truly is the, yeah and the bar upstairs is wonderful and the waterfront is great and th that's great that whole resort's awesome but a lot of the recent ones are just boxes because they make so much money mm. on the pyramid scheme that is DBC. why bother yeah why put why? money into why? actually theming it yeah because people are going to go anyway yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, the trick of DVC is you have to keep building rooms. And if you don't have that, then the whole pyramid falls down. And so <laughs> you just got to keep building. <laughs> well, and they, and they build, they build rooms and they're building, um, you know, resort capacity and not increasing park capacity at all. Yes. Which is and, interesting. And, well, it's, it's because that's more expensive than building a hotel. You know, that, yeah. the, I mean, Disney's going to spend a, an arm and a leg on that expansion, but it's not what they spent on, you know, 
guardians yeah so and that's not even new capacity that's an that's replacing an existing ride and so we keep having this problem where it's like oh you know the yearly attendance at each of these parks is just going to keep going up without any extra yeah it, what, what is it like eight percent a year maybe four yeah. percent a year it, it which all right i from a capitalist standpoint business plan i get it you are maximizing your your assets as best as possible but it just the guest experience has is how be long awful. until the reservations are just consumed by DVC guests and yeah. like, that's it. Well, and what's weird too is, is like, I know DVC people and over the last two years, they've had a struggle of wanting to go. And I took, yeah. I was lucky enough to have, they, I had a friend come to me and go, Hey, I can't use my points. Do you want three days at uh, wilderness lodge? And I was like, um, yeah, I canceled everything. Whatever was going on. <laughs> weddings. <laughs> And if, whatever, it wouldn't you matter. You have good friends. Um, like, you yeah. have great friends. Yeah. Um, and they were, it was really kind of them, but they were just like, I'm going to lose the points if I don't use them, but I don't have time. And I don't, and the, you know, because we it was still, we were wearing masks everywhere at the lodge if it wasn't in the room. And it was, it was early days too. So it was a little, a little risky, but I was willing to take that risk uh, for three days at Wilderness Lodge. Um, and I, I think that's the, you're making a valid point about guardians and and we're (laughs) i'm now remembering how much of a people eater uh university of energy was oh it just gobbled them up yeah and we are losing theaters of people basically yeah best naps i ever took best two naps i ever took on disney property i'm not (laughs) even joking (laughs) it was the nap i said it last week every park needs a nap ride that was the nap ride now it's american adventure officially (laughs) um and i love american adventure my thing is still going to be i guess it's why they keep making dvc is because they they have that in place because anyone with half a brain now just goes and stays at universal for half the cost um and thing i did last month (laughs) yeah and and it's really not that big of a difference and they're beautiful hotels and and i i I mean i don't know if they're you know i wouldn't say they're the polynesian but but at least you get perks there instead of like a disney hotel way better perks there's like no fast pass anymore you don't even get genie plus it was like your stay yeah but at universal you get that so it's no magic early magic hours yeah so nothing Except a very expensive room at a now. I mean, they're redoing it. They're redoing the Polynesian. The new rooms look great. Um, the, they're working on the exterior. I'm very happy about all of that. And I should it have seen that as a refresh. It did, but I should have seen that as a sign because that means this little thing was coming. Um, but yeah, I wonder. I, I you know I just thought of this, and this may be why it's pulled back in its theming. Um, the not that the Polynesian is culturally insensitive, mm. but their awareness of cultural sensitivity went up a lot with Alani, right? And Al- Alani is not a tiki resort. They work no. very, Joe and yeah. his team work very, mm. very hard to make that, you know, um, respectful to the locals and respectful of the culture and the history and all that. So yeah. maybe a, a small benefit of the doubt I can give them to say, you know, if we lean into to Trader Sam in this, yeah. It's 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 not it's not right for now. So maybe I don't know. As the next, uh, this is a great transition because I think as the next uh, segment will prove, I don't think that was on their minds. I don't think that was on their mind. <laughs> yeah, I was really going to say, are you saying they're being culturally <laughs> sensitive? Because <laughs> um, there has been turmoil and chaos recently. I guess we're going into the next topic. Right, so yes, um, please, please. Um, through the Disney Imagination Campus, Disney works with um, high school bands, uh, performing arts um, 
segments of different high schools across the country to showcase their talents and skills in the park. So usually you'll see that in the form of a band um, being basically a precursor to the actual parade, which just recently returned. So it started with an uproar from one of the parents of the Indianettes drill team of um any red flags yet listeners <laughs> <laughs> of the um porch oh i don't know either i don't port, know i don't port know. niches porch Grove? niches groves um school district of texas um one of the parents were upset because disney screened them which they do when they send in their auditions and stated that the drill team could not wear their um, native american headdresses which is for some reason a part of their costumes another red flag um, so parents were upset about that and then a video was leaked of the indianettes band and drill team performing on march 15th or 16th um and towards the end of the parade route they did a chance in which the chant includes, and I quote, scalp them, Indians, scalp them. Yeah. Not only that, but the, the routine itself was... <sighs> yes, there was a lot of um, mocking. Of... Mocking. It's really yeah. derogatory. It is yeah. like leaning forward with your one hand on your head and one hand making tail feathers. And like, it just makes my blood boil. Like, I'm so angry. Like, when I first saw these videos, like, I didn't even know how to feel like, I was like, this is in the parks. Like, this is actually yeah, a thing that's it's happening. It's not even leaked video. It's just video. Parents like, or it wasn't yeah. clandestine. Yeah. It was fully public out in the open yeah. for all the families around the ter- parade route. Yeah. Didn't they also do the same thing like two years ago or whatever? Like, it's the, yeah. the same school. So according same- to my research, they've done that routine every year since 2004. Every with two the years since 2000. With the headdresses. And, and then this photos. year, an employee was like, this year we're not doing the headdresses so you, you can't you can't do the headdresses technically we can't even say they didn't do the headdresses they didn't do them publicly they took pictures though yeah they took oh, pictures backstage yeah. with the walt disney logo in the background with the headdresses and their oh headdresses are bedazzled with the performers names to be clear if listeners don't understand there is not a single indigenous person at this school <laughs> okay mm-hmm. this is this is not a reservation school not a person this of color is period not part of a yeah. tribe this is yeah. this is though this is live laugh love as white (laughs) bread as you can get high school this is sounds about white yeah now the school responded saying one they performed this same routine many times which is true so with disney's statement it pretty much made them say like yeah they lied because there's video and photo proof that the school has done this routine with the headdresses many yeah. times who allowed this like that's what i want to know like who said yeah like in this year after all the shit that we've just had <laughs> like who let them even walk out like on just like on stage is there a shortage of drill teams who want to participate <laughs> That's what I mean, that's exactly. what's on offer. Well, like, and that's the thing they review. They supposedly review the routines. Like, someone saw a video of this and let well, it that, go. That's what but Disney that's said. What, they said it wasn't yeah. on their audition uh, well, tape or whatever. But the school oh. is saying is bull- BS. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, sincerely, Ivy at sincerely Ivy on Twitter, who's a friend of mine on Twitter, Twitter friend, Twitter Disney friend. Um, she 
wrote this little thread about this. She was very passionate about it, and I think this helps a lot. She says, in high school, I performed in Disneyland. So this would have been Disneyland, not Disney World. But Disneyland for their music days. For our audition, we had a dedicated agent to guide us through the process. Our school sent rehearsal clips, pictures of our uniforms, and our performance, full music tracks, and all the works to get approval. Even to just get seen, I remember the school filmed us during a pep rally. Uh, football game, orchestra events, and marching band events just to get noticed because the competition to be seen in music days uh, was hard to get into. They even rebutted back to remove one of our songs due to a triggering gun sound that the percussion made. So we changed it a week before uh, our festival trip. Um, In rehearsal areas backstage multiple times, we are, I'm sorry, we rehearsed in the rehearsals area backstage for them multiple times. They even suggested to remove another certain area in one piece because it sounded triggering for the audience as we had to change our music prior to getting on stage. Okay. So there is at least a decade ago, there was, and in, in, in California, there was a procedure in place for this kind of stuff. And knowing Disney, these procedures don't usually change. Oh, but it, it's it's clear that they you know they 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 because they make a lot of money on these schools visiting because the whole family pays for yeah because they you still know, have to pay they still yeah. have to pay they're just invited so it's like they aired on the side of profit obviously for this one but it's like as much this is not letting Disney off the hook at all like they are accountable for that being there how is this school still operating like, <laughs> Texas yeah, because Texas, Texas right because Texas but apparently. There's been many, many times where citizens have asked for them to change the mascot, including the principal chief of the tribe. But the school's excuse is they got permission from the chief of 1925. And that's why they I I cannot make it up. A century ago? Even copyright doesn't last that long, guys. Yeah. (laughs) They said the chief from 1925 gave the permission. (laughs) That's crazy. Like, I just, again, like, I don't get it. Like, it just, to me, like, Disney claims, like, you literally just put the inclusion key in. Like, literally just put it in, in the parks for your cast members. And now you're, like, you might have, most likely, they'll have indigenous cast members there. So to see, like, a mockery, like, of your culture and traditions, like, what the hell? And, like, uh, people talking about, oh, it's just too woke, all that bullshit they throw around. Wait a minute. In the 80s, when I was a teenager in the 80s in Boy Scouts, they started stripping things like Order of the Arrow and some of the other programs of yeah. their Native American yeah. imagery. Yeah. This is the 80s. Like, I I never dressed in that kind of costume. That was from the 50s. We look back at that the 50s and go, oh, yeah, wow, that was the 50s. Movie cowboys, they were popular. Right. Fine. Yeah. But, like, you know, it, for years I've wondered, why is the cigar store Indian still on Main Street? Yeah. Why is there still a, why is there still a, 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 a tribe leader out in the rivers of America, uh, mm-hmm. you know, around? And it's like th- those at least at least the one in Rivers of America is somewhat respectful because it's not any sort of parody. The wow. cigar store Indian, though, is like, why is that there, guys? That should go. That should have gone a long time ago. Yeah. There's a whole mm-hmm. Seinfeld episode on this. Why is this here? <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I don't know. I feel like there's so many different routines that they could have done, so many mascots, like so many different things. And it's like to have picked that specific one to do that in a park. And then, like, I don't know if you guys saw the videos of them in like football matches where they're, where they're doing oh, it it's even worse. Much worse. It's yeah. so, so bad. Worse. I get bad actor vibes from them. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if they stripped it from all of their rehearsal stuff or told Disney that they weren't going to do it and then snuck it in at the end. Well, I mean, I'm hearing two different things. I'm hearing from actual students 
that they did not change the routine at all. So the scalpel hmm. was included. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm hearing from Disney that it was not. So all I know is, do I believe that Disney threw them under the bus with a statement? This is one of those times where the showdown, but you, but you don't care who gets shot. You know, like <laughs> like both parties yeah. are so both wrong. Yeah. yeah, I know that the school's social media's all got taken down. Like they took them down. Yeah, um, their yeah. Twitter and their Instagram and stuff because I think they weren't expecting. What they... I don't know how. I don't know how they're in their little Texas they bubble. Really are, and also bubble. they're going to Florida, which you know, yeah, there's we... that. No, their no wokeness there. in Florida. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about that. that in Florida. Well, yeah. we might as well, I guess, segue into that. So, Janine, you want to go ahead and talk about how much more of a shit show Disney has made themselves? Um, into- yeah. I just, <laughs> hold on. I just want to say how proud I am of this crew for just getting transitions figured out. Like, they're, they've just gotten so good at it. There's <laughs> a happy producer Rock. heart here. Rock. I'm just feeling so good. All these transitions so smooth. I like butter. <laughs> Y'all are good improvers. I really uh, props to all of you. I mean, practice at this point. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, Disney really shot themselves in the foot when they moved everything or Imagineering and everything to Florida and put all this stock into Florida because Florida is particularly the DeSantis administration has it out for Disney. Yeah. Um, they uh, just recently passed this Stop Woke Act which is, I have, I'm not a lawyer. I work in the law field. It's blatantly unconstitutional. Yeah. It's not going to hold. But what this does is this law prevents Disney and other companies from implementing any sort of diversity training that implies that some people are oppressed due to the color of their skin or that some people are privileged by the, (laughs) by the color of their skin. And, uh, I don't know how this can withhold even the slightest court review. I mean, it won't. It's not. It has nothing to do with the courts. This is classic. I mean, this is exactly what uh, Trump did for four years, which is do something crazy to 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 rally his base, and then it goes down in flames. And he goes, the swamp, quote unquote, like they stopped me again, but we're going to, right? It's all about base rallying. DeSantis mm-hmm. just wants to be president. This is all this is yeah. about. He's not been governor. Yeah, yeah, he's not been yeah. governor of this state since he started. So he's just waiting for the, the fat guy at Mar-a-Lago to keel over. And then he's number one boy of the GOP. And and he's just trying to make make those plays. I don't know why, because it's not we, – we find – we all statistics prove that this kind of message does not work nationally. But they they keep trying. It's great for the primary. Things. Yeah. And then I mean, it's just the, the primary. That's the only thing. Here's the deal. The average voter doesn't pay attention to this shit. All they know is I like to be uh, socially liberal and fiscally conservative. I think that the – Republicans are the economy people, so I'm going to vote for Republicans, and I'm not going to worry too much about these this bullshit Stop Woke Act or abortion becoming illegal or any of the, this other culture worship because it really doesn't affect them. Right. They just care right. that gas is expensive, and they've yeah. decided that that's the Democrats' fault. So you know, like it, for them, I it's, a, it's, it's a Biden's win. fault. Like it's everybody's fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just trying to like figure out like the cognitive dissonance because like critical race theory, like it's, it just, it's not that difficult to understand and no. it's not pointing the finger at anyone necessarily. And it's not trying no. to make children feel like they're being blamed for their ancestors. Like that's not what's happening. Well, and that, it's like, you're assuming that they're operating in good faith. They're not. Yeah, yeah. 100%, yeah exactly. 100%. <laughs> it's also, it's also not taught in, you know, schools. This is a no. university yeah. level thing. It's like, the, it's such a, it's such a boogeyman. Yeah. yeah. Anything yeah. that has to do with race. I mean, the GOP posted this picture of uh, K, uh, KBJ, the new uh, Supreme Court nominee. Yes. Mm-hmm. With her initials crossed out and CRT next to it. The yeah. official right. and, GOP. Like, what is CRT about a black Supreme Court nominee? Just the background. Right. Like, and guess what? They didn't ask Kavanaugh about CRT. Yeah, and, they yeah. surely you know, didn't. They uh, should have asked him about PBR is what they should have asked him about. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely a it's just reactionary to the realization that society is passing them by. They yeah. can't compete in the actual marketplace of ideas. So you know, it's legislation and, you, you you know, your teacher can't talk about any of this stuff. We're pulling books from libraries. Disney can't do any sort of inclusion training, which is. Right. He wasn't really doing anything based on what we just <laughs> talked about. <laughs> I feel like it wasn't doing too much to Disney, help their cause. They're performative. Yeah. Um, inclusionary. Yeah, yeah for like, sure. Yeah. So right they can't be performative right now. It just this these past couple of months for Disney have been rough. They really got to get it together in terms of like dealing with people of color and the LGBT community. It's just a mess. They're trying you, to have it both ways. I don't know who their PR person is right now, but they must yeah. be struggling. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being on the PR team right now? Yeah, oh, I would Lord. be crying in a corner. Like <laughs> it's rough. Need I remind people? And this is of course came out this this last two weeks as well. Is there were people begging Disney to take a stand uh, yeah. inside of Disney, uh, inside of the theme park side. And Jeff Morrell, our good friend, Guardians leaker Jeff Morrell, uh, <laughs> said, no, nah, we're going to do things behind the scenes and that'll be better. And it'll be f- no, I, and no one. The only person that's had a worse month than Bob Chapek is Jeff Morrell. He's gonna get fired. He's gonna be the the sacrificial lamb because oh yeah, like someone's gonna have to go down, and he is not. This is not good. Um, but you know, I think the problem too is uh, when it comes to. Well, we'll get to it. We're gonna get to the walkouts in a little bit. We'll talk about yeah. it when we get to the walkouts. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the problem with a, a, a news like this: is everything mushes together because it's all connected <laughs> in some weird way. Except for the next thing we're gonna talk about. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you know that hotel that just like nobody really goes to. It's like kind of away. It's not really very pretty. Uh, the parents. It was okay. Like I feel like everybody just drives by. It. I didn't know it existed to be honest. Yeah, actually, exactly. and it wasn't it wasn't built by Disney either. It was, yeah, a, it was it another wasn't. hotel they bought. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. And that hotel is the Paradise Pier Hotel. Um, you probably didn't even know it existed, but it's there. Um, it is right across the street from DCA. And it is we just got some leaked um images and they I think they look good. Um, so they're planning <laughs> I like on- it. I would take my kid there. That good was a question mark good. It looks would, like chalk. I don't know. I think they look I, good. I, I stayed in the, the, the Toy Story Hotel in Shanghai, mm-hmm. just for, mm-hmm. for reference, which is a budget one, right? It's the it's yeah. Shanghai's version of like 
art of animation or one of those things. Um, and it's fine. You know, the, the, the Toy Story brand is now lately is all let's make big crap. So you feel like you're the size of a toy. That's yeah. literally yeah. the brand. And that's kind of what this is, I guess. But it's hard to pull off on the outside of the building. I mean, it, I guess it makes sense because they have Pixar up here and that mixes, I yeah. guess. Yeah. But I like mean, prior to the episode, Nathan, you were saying it looks like a hospital. And like, I it was does literally look like a children's hospital. Yeah. It looks like, like a children's hospital. Yeah, it's rendering, yeah. Like we have the children's hospital of like Orange County and they have some stuff from Disney also. Yeah, they liter- literally look- from Disney. Yeah. literally from disney and it looks just like this like it's not it's i don't know it just it doesn't look great but it yeah. doesn't look bad either well you it, know what it reminds me of is the the sort of quickly put together gift shop at the end of toy story yeah. mania here at hollywood studios yep. they wanted That's to throw exactly something together like. and they have like a closet and they like throw through it together if you look at pictures I always called it the children's hospital because it looks a hundred <laughs> just a white room with like Toy paraphernalia. Paraphernalia I, I is the that thing, the word I want to use for this? I think it works. <laughs> I, think I, I think I think the the uh, um, the make or break for that is going to be the quality of the pool and the play yeah, area and back. Really, because because the Dis- for frankly the Disneyland hotel is a pretty boring set of buildings. Yeah. Um, but the redo of the center with the with the pool and with Trader Sam's and all that stuff and the, mm-hmm. the two monorail slides and all that. Oh, that's great, but. It, the the hotel itself is nothing to write home about. If you want to stay in a really really nice place, you go to the um, Grand, the, the, Grand uh, the Grand Californian. Yeah, yeah. but so mm-hmm. it'll be like if if it's a pool where like toys are holding up Hot Wheels track that that's the slide <laughs> oh that gets gosh. you into the pool or whatever. Yeah. Like I like okay. that it was like bathtub themed and it's like bath toys. That, I thought that was cute. really clever. That looks cute. My son would flip for that. Yeah. You know, it looks sticky. I don't know how to describe it, but to me, I just feel like you know what? <laughs> well, that's children. As, as someone that why. deals with children, that's yeah. That's I just feel like not in could, there too. Yeah, know? it's gonna like give it five years, it'll look sticky. I don't know. That's just the only way I could describe <laughs> it's it. It's gonna give it that quality sticky child. Yeah. It'll make authentic. <laughs> you know, as I look at them, seventy-five percent of it looks like the cue for Toy Story Mania. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad I wasn't the only one thinking that because I was thinking it, but I didn't want to say it. But I think, or like the Scrabble ceiling, I think I've seen that. I yeah, they I've... have. That's that's the cue for uh, yeah. Toy Story. Mania. Yeah. Um, I think they're recycling, which I guess is fair because yeah, they. I don't know what it is with Disney. One minute they're saying that they're trying to cut costs and that they're on the verge of bankruptcy, and then they're like, "Here's a brand. Here's three brand new hotels, and like you get one ride because we're feeling." This sick. one needed it though. It yeah. really it needed it. Need it. it, 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 it oh my god! It's yeah. so. It's literally the most unforget. Like not unforgettable. It is the most forgettable thing. Like right. you just drive past it. Like I don't even know people that stay there. To be honest. Well, maybe it'll be better than everyone enjoy it for the six, first six months because all the decals are going to start peeling after that. <laughs> yeah, so. and, and it'll be sticky. Yeah. <laughs> Give it that quality daycare aesthetic. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess, I mean, speaking of daycare yeah. aesthetic. <laughs> oh, no. Ooh. Oh, hey. well, that's a that's a good transition. Thank you for teeing that up. Uh, I'm 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 just gonna just let you take away with we're this. Gonna, one. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the participation trophy of Walt Disney Parks. Oh, that's um, so mean. That's so, so sad. That's so mean. And facts are facts, people. Um, it is the 20th anniversary this year of the Walt Disney Studios Paris Park, the second gate that was added 
to uh, next to, to uh, Disneyland Paris and opened on March 16th, 2002. Um, so we have just passed its uh, 20th anniversary and, um, and it's still barely a half day park 20 years later. Yeah. So um, I mean, and, and to be honest, that's the thing is like, it was such a, I, I, I think oh, we all know there were great concepts for this early on. Right. And they did big ideas and made it a lot like Disney MGM and things. And it just kept getting cut and cut and cut to the point where it opened with practically nothing. It had a couple of attractions and it, it, it was such a cash grab for the ticket price rather than adding capacity to Disneyland Paris. And again, this goes back to the analysts going, you know, you have a resort opportunity here. You just need a second park. And that's how that works. Mm -hmm. And so they built it as a park. But the the Imagineers that worked on I have many friends who worked on it. Their hands were just tied. They knew it was kind of they knew it was kind of a potato when they built it. And 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 it has some interesting stuff in it once you're in it, right? Like I remember loving because it's the kind of show that Universal does that Disney had never done, loving the Armageddon show. Um, <laughs> and it was ridiculous, but it's like, oh, that's like Twister or Backdraft or any of the, yeah, you know, it was, totally it was Disney, Disney dipping their toe in something they hadn't done. And I was like, okay, um, you know, but, but you walk through the main, I forget what it's called, but like the main street area that's inside of a soundstage. Okay. That's a fun idea. Cause it's bad weather there. Just like the covered walkways on the outside of Disneyland Paris main street, get it, got it. But like the roofs of those structures, I think they've since been replaced with permanent, but for like 15 years, they were temporary. <laughs> they made cost cuts by literally using like temporary cloth structures as roofs in these mm. buildings. It, it just, it was, it was so sad because it was all yeah. kind of drab color and, 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 you know, they, I knew the, movie studios that looked prettier than this. Like yeah. Actual movie studio. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, it, it, it's, it, they, when they got tower of terror, it was like, okay, finally we have a, a proper e-ticket um, rock and roller coaster there, I guess, notwithstanding, but um, so <sighs> 20 years, maybe in, after 20 years, they'll finally give it some oomph. And, you know, they're putting in what Marvel they're putting in frozen. They're mm-hmm. putting in a couple of big themed areas. Has, am I the only person that's been? No, I've been. Have you been, have you been, yeah. what, what did you, what did you think? I mean, looking back on it now. So I had two perspectives for the perspective when I first went, because I've never gone, thought it was the shit. <laughs> Wait, shit or the shit? the shit okay the the is very important walt there disney world walt disney studios particularly or disneyland paris as a whole no at, at the time young me thought walt disney studios was the shit okay you had okay. very bad taste but keep in yeah. mind now that i'm looking back on it i realized half the park and i'm not even joking a good 75 percent of the rides and shows when i went were closed <laughs> <laughs> and i was like man crush coaster is great yeah. <laughs> yeah and that's like like crush coaster's fun it's actually yeah. i it, it made me laugh i really like it i can't believe they haven't put that in but keep in mind dave that's the only thing i said <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a show there that i really 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 loved that ran for years called cinema yeah. yeah um which was really lovely and it was Beautiful. a big a big love letter to cinema and it had some really good magic effects and some Martin short for those Martin who don't short know. was in it yeah it was yes. that was a great show and then the, the animation version animagique which wasn't quite as good but it was fine um so it was like it was the little part that tried yeah <laughs> there was an attempt no, there was an attempt, and I'm. It's it's good to see them getting love like Ratatouille and and uh, um and and the new areas coming up. That's where I I rode Ratatouille there back in 2017. Oh, sure. 
And it, and it oh, was, I wrote it in 2016. Oh, there you go. And it's, and it, you know, I came off of that going, all right, now we're, now we're getting somewhere, right? Like now right. it's starting to feel like something, but it's, it's, it's that, you know, the Disney math equation for how many entertainment units per hour a park needs to have to operate successfully is different than any other theme park company in the world because it also relates to well is there already a park next to it how many hotels are there and there's all these other factors and so they had really grand plans for it but no but just cut the budget so much they're like ah we can open with you know, 1.4 entertainment units per hour for forever, 0.5 entertainment units per hour for this park, and it'll be fine, right? And and I and I I hate to make it so clinical, but it's like that's why it's not because yeah they thought this was going to be any good. It's because the analysts said we're going to be conservative about our spending uh, on this second park and let it grow slowly. And man, twenty years is real slow. Well, and and they had to have been nervous. Because it's not like Disneyland Paris worked out so hot when it opened. And mm-hmm. so yeah. I think there was probably that some residual juju there that they just were a little concerned about. And you can you, you can I, I mean, there's there's saving a little money and then there is that. There's <laughs> that, right. Yeah. It almost becomes a self fulfilling yeah. prophecy at that point. Yeah. 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 When when was the when did Disney buy back the, the, the majority share of Disney Paris? That was that's an excellent question. I, I think it was twenty seventeen. Okay, so it was yeah, and and a lot I of think? it is that like they they didn't they weren't really the owners in the, in when this was built, and so the owner June thirteenth of twenty seventeen. There you go. So well done. Right, well done. <laughs> but like you know, it, it's the it's the inverse problem of the Tokyo parks in that. Tokyo saw the opportunity and knew they were going to make money because of how strongly it opened. Disneyland Paris, who owned the property and was putting up all the money, was like, we're going to be super conservative. Let's let, we only have to compete with local regional parks here in, right. in France and England. So let's compete on a regional level first, quality wise, which has mm. never really been done in any other Disney resort. So there you yeah. have it. But even then, Alton Towers is way better, way better. So, yeah, I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that tram tour, that tram tour there. Was it still there when you were there, Victoria? The tram tour, the tram ride? I was there the last year of the tram tour. <laughs> oh, did it still have Reign of Fire, that Christian Bale dragon movie? Yeah. <laughs> uh... And when I tell oh. you, I thought the tram tour was the shit. <laughs> <'Cause> Catastrophe <laughs> because Catastrophe Canyon like, and Reign of Fire. There you have it. Put together. And yeah, I was right. like, yeah. But at the time, I was like, I love Hollywood Studios so much. And it takes me back because now that I'm looking at it and now that you're saying all this, I realize it's like MGM Studios little brother yeah. that is trying totally. so hard to compete with MGM Studios. But the parents clearly love MGM Studios. It's, more. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's like the little brother putting on dad's shoes and tie and coat and it's all oversized. Look, I'm being an adult, you know. No. It's like I'm adulting. <laughs> I got Catastrophe Canyon still. We got the Cruella Deville car here. I was yeah. like, you got the Cruella Deville car here. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's hope that all the the work and time they're putting into the new so Ratatouille is the first step. Is like okay, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all right, that restaurant looks amazing. Yeah, oh, the restaurant too. was I mean, del- well themed. It was delightful. And I know the ride yeah. is polarizing for a lot of people, but it's like it's what that park needed, and it's the right audience mm-hmm. for that ride, um, mm-hmm. which is yeah. Ridiculous. And it was less, and it was less polarizing ten years ago yeah. because it was a first track list. I mean, it was unique. Yeah. Still, yeah. Yeah. that thrill is gone. But yeah, 
Well, God bless you, you stupid turd park. <laughs> Wait, I just want to say that, like, I feel like we should, like, also have episodes where we talk about modern, like, theme park history. Because I feel like a lot of the history mm. that we hear from, like, Disney is, like, when it was, like, opening up and, like, all the things. Because, like, I really love hearing, like, you, Dave, when you talk about, like, the back end of things and, like, why certain things didn't happen. Because I'm like, oh, my God, like, I never really thought about it like that. So I want to, like, have more, <laughs> like, of those discussions with you, so... We need to utilize Dave's expertise. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and yours. You had the year of the acquisition. That was really impressive. Like, don't go to Disney trivia with Victoria unless she's on your team. Oh, right. (laughs) I'm going to Disney trivia tomorrow, actually. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Need I remind everyone she also thought that that this park was the shit. So we're going to balance that out a little bit. I was young. I'm going to be 30 this year. We learn. (laughs) <laughs> but um you know who don't learn the walt disney company <laughs> look at these transitions god bless you so we're gonna be talking about the walt disney company they just really are not winning this month they really aren't it's embarrassing at this point to be honest like i don't even know what they're doing so there was a walkout uh, a week of walkouts formed um, i'm not sure who exactly formed it. i'm not sure if it was like a cast member or but there was a twitter page is it like a is it yeah, a group? there's a twitter it's a yeah. Twitter. I'm. I think it's a group. I'm not sure who runs it, but they yeah. have a Twitter page and a Instagram page, and they formed walkouts. Um, when you go onto the website, you see their petition that you're also welcome to sign, um, expressing their, um, I guess, up, upset. disappointment. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> Thank you. They were upset with Bob Shapex's um, response to the um, Walt Disney Company's situation in connection to the don't say gay bill so with that being said they um and decided to make a stand together in various sectors of the company and pretty much was just like we're gonna walk out so i know pixar did it i know some people Mm -hmm. at um disneyland did it and um apparently there was an uproar because if you're part of the union and i think it's two different unions depending on which park you're at if you're part of the union you're not legally protected if you do yeah. a walkout, so several, almost all the cast members couldn't do it. And they wanted to wear their pride pins in support of the walkouts. And Disneyland said, um, you ain't doing that. So, right. so you can sell them to people. Which you is can sell they... them to also, people. Also, right. can't you wear them? Well, it's so as a... On the day-to-day? Well, wear... no, I guess... No, I can't. don't know if they changed the... For two years ago when I was there, um, the, you could only wear specific pins like that oh, okay. were available. So I think it was the flag pin, the American flag, um, mm-hmm. and then like one with Mickey and the American flag. But it was like very specific pins that you could wear because they, quote unquote, disrupted show and the costume that you would wear. So like, I don't it know depends if, if you're in the, like a themed costume. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if that was the excuse that they used for because I, I didn't see an excuse anywhere for disney telling the cast members not to wear the pin did they just tell them no or from what i saw it was just people like cast members and word of mouth i never saw a mm-hmm. confirmation yeah correct that was the that was what the walkout twitter said that's what the walkout twitter said i mean they yeah. sell they sell like four different mickey head uh mickey yeah. shaped pins mm-hmm. with yeah. the pride flag the trans flag that mm-hmm. you know the buy flag like they don't say it anywhere on the packaging it's that sort of dog whistle marketing to the to the gays yeah um, yeah but like they sell them so the but i mm-hmm. i mean i understand when the employees can't wear pins but what if the employee is doing pin trading because sometimes you're allowed to do that right sarah 
Yeah. So for the pin trading, it's pins that are given to you by your lead. So you can't, right. it's not pins that are yours. So yeah. you, they're given to you. And, and I'm, I, I mean, I've gotten pins like that before and I've just traded them back. So like, it's never really been an issue, <laughs> but I mean, the only reason that I could see why Disney would, would say no to their cast members is that if it like quote unquote disrupted show and like it didn't match with their costume but i don't see how that's a valid excuse considering that you can wear the american flag pin even if you're wearing the pixar i'm also thinking that we're talking only about cast members who are on stage what about yeah. the the back end, you know, office staff? You know, there's thousands of people who just work in like the admin buildings. Were they told that they can't wear these pins? From what I saw, no. At the same time, um, the only other thing I can think of is just because they didn't want any of the cast members to get questions regarding the walkouts because it was mm-hmm. a weird day. Like I woke up and I just saw ESPN like randomly say like we yeah. support lgbt and i'm like <laughs> what did, i was like what did, i was like what do y'all do now they released stuff on yeah. instagram too like they had like a little infographic that was like we support the lgbt like, hulu espn and fx wow all released like statements even national geographic damn like all of their entities some people were thinking oh this is disney trying to like save face try to yeah and then others were saying that no these social media workers that are part of like these, they have the ability to put this up and they did. I don't know about that. And it was because they're speaking on behalf of the company. Like as there's only a certain amount of speaking out on behalf of the company that you're allowed to do. Yeah. The pin thing is a little weird because the problem with policy inside of businesses, it's like a snail's pace. And the idea that, that even like whoever the mid-level manager was, was going to be able to like even if he wanted to or she wanted to like advocate for it, there probably wasn't enough time to get the like the T seven eight twelve form to the HR office. Yeah, to you know what I mean. Like it's like it's, it's one of those things where yeah. yeah, I just don't find that to be malicious. I just find it to be. I just feel like it was a word of mouth thing. Like I don't think that that necessarily yeah. happened. Like I, I agree. Yeah, like I I just feel like it's too. It would be like you said. It it would be way too quick for all the managers in the parks and everybody to like get this communication right. to tell everyone like. No, you can't wear these. And it's not like these, it's not like all the cast members were buying these pins. Like, so right. when when did this even happen? Like, it just. I think it was just like one incident and it kind of yeah. blew up into like a right. generalization because we. Gen- Which happens. At the end of the day, we don't really have solid proof that that actually yeah. happened. No, not from Disney. No. And, and when it comes, all I want to say about these walkouts is this. This is where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we're two years into Chapex reign, and this is where we're at. Hundreds of employees are walking out of work. Risking their jobs. I would like to add that his contract ends February of next year. I'm just saying. It does, shareholders. Please keep that in mind. I'm just saying. Um, Yeah, just saying. All he's done is piss everyone off. the, The conservatives are mad at him because he's too woke. And then the progressive wing is mad because he's two-faced really more so than anything like saying talking out of both sides of his mouth and if you're like a weird like hardcore centrist who thinks if i'm pissing everyone off that must means you're doing good i guess you (laughs) might like that but that i don't think that works and this is not a podcast for centrists go away centrists. (laughs) there's no room for centrists 
I feel bad for the cast members that are doing this just because like they're risking their jobs, their pay um, to have to walk out and, you know, more power to the ones like I love that. I love that people are walking out, but like, be careful when you're doing this, like be very very careful. You're really not. not Yeah, I don't think I mean, we've these these have been done. I've heard nothing of anyone getting fired. I think Disney is. They're staying a mile. Finally, away smart from, from enough that. to just say, like, just let it but happen. Like, I feel like, like take term, your lumps. And yeah, move on. but I feel like a lot but of people forget that Disney, like, the internal workings, like, in as uh, like for cast mm-hmm. members, very it's political. like inter- very Absolutely. political. They'll figure Absolutely. something out. So, like, it's like, oh, we won't fire you for this, but we will get mm-hmm. a list of things to fire you for. Also, yeah. you wanted a promotion. So, no. Yeah. 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 There's a there's a Orange County Register article too uh, about how there was an open letter put out by conservative Disney employees. Oh, <laughs> I missed that. An open yeah. letter penned by them asking the company to remain neutral on issues that have politicized their corporate culture, damaged morale, and caused right wing employees to feel their days working at the Mouse House are numbered. It would be terrible. Let them be numbered. Taking a page from the victim of playbook. That for an elective trait they are getting a taste of what people with immutable traits have dealt with they want to be oppressed so bad they, so bad they want to feel it so bad like i don't get it it's like you they really want to be that they go on like the company we love seems to think we don't exist or don't belong here <laughs> according to the position disney shouldn't be a vehicle for one demographics political activism Allow me to show you Hall of Presidents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say everyone at everyone at Liberty. Uh, not that this is true, but like, yeah, everyone at Liberty Square is sweating that day. They're just like, oh. it's it gets worse. Conservative Disney oh, employees have quote become invisible unquote and quote increasingly uncomfortable end quote as oh, no. the company actively promotes a progressive political agenda. Um, the petition contends Disney fosters an environment of fear that any employee not holding a progressive viewpoint will be exposed and dismissed. Oh no, you can't, you can't be homophobic anymore. That's so oh, sad. My God. Honestly, it's probably scary for them that they have oh, to acknowledge that their behavior that they've done for all these years is so problematic and they're going to have to unlearn that behavior. And some of their best friends are black. So <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> their sisters, friends, cousins, boyfriend is black. Just fell over. Just fell over. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Drag Race once on a plane. Right. So yeah, like, right. hello. <laughs> yeah. No. They're it's just like it's so funny because they're using the exact language. If you like look up what people on the opposing like on the left side are saying mm-hmm. like we feel like this and we feel like this and they literally just took all of that and were like because the conservatives feel like this and we're we're so like scared of our positions and it's like if you don't want if you don't like it here don't work here your political beliefs does not that doesn't make you a protected class right. it's not the same like it does not and having right. an opinion we have the right to not like your opinion. Yeah, the, 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 it's that that fallacy that free that free speech means you can say anything, and it's like no, it means the government can't get involved in what right. you're yeah. saying. It, it free speech is not free from uh, criticism from everyone else who has free speech. That's the right. yeah. fucking point. Well, you can say whatever you want, but just know you go and cash these hands if you say the n word. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> As well, you should. As well you but- should. <laughs> 
yeah, I don't know how Disney's going to handle this moving forward because like a, there is like a big group of Disney adults that is very conservative and they don't necessarily want Disney to be quote unquote political, even though it always has been whether on what side, I don't know, but like it's always been political and I feel like tides are changing. Like uh, Jane said, mm-hmm. like we're moving forward. And if you get left behind, you get left behind. You can stay with your bedazzled yeah. Starbucks cup and the live, laugh, love sign and you could do that. Just not at Disney, I guess, you know? So. You know, and here's the thing. I don't want to let Comcast off the hook. Comcast gave the same money yeah. Yeah. to these organizations, yeah. to these senators or House representatives. Um, they are as deep in the water. But this is the problem, I think, that 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 is happening. Um, Bob Chapek wants to run Comcast. He wants to run something that is like – this sort of solidified brand and its bubble is one thing, but it owns these other things like Universal and it can yeah. kind of do its own thing. Disney is not that. Disney is culture. It, it like you can't not have an opinion. You are Disney. You are a intricate part of Americana. You're not some random tech company. And and I think that they're just not willing to admit to themselves as much as they want to be that thing because it makes them a ton of money. They also don't want the responsibility of being the cultural stalwart they are. Mm-hmm. And you are going to set a tone. You are Disney. And I don't know why they can't get people in leadership that understand that anymore. I mean, Iger got it. I think Iger fully understood yeah. that there was not a separation between the two. Eisner got it. He understood that it took a while. Paramount, he finally figured it out once he got in and he realized, oh, wait a minute. It's good for me to be in front of camera before these wonderful World of Disney things. Like, I need to try to, like, I'm not great at it, but I'm going to do my best. Um, that was part of it. and And I don't think that... Chapek understands that there isn't a separation of the two. You have to be both sides. You you are an artistic um, and creative bastion in American life. So be it. You know, like D- Universal would die to have that. They just need more diversity at the top. That's literally yeah, what it is. Like, because if there were people who are making these decisions that looked like, you know, all of us, then this wouldn't be the case. Yeah, it's still a lot of old white people at the top. They're going to be there a while. doesn't seem like they want to go away. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, um. All right. So let's go ahead and get into something that is super delightful and is changing the world one um, tampon at a time, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you know, they were pads. Yeah, I just got into an extensive conversation with my nine-year-old about what they are, what they look like, where they go, why. They have wings. wings. You know they have wings? Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about this, (laughs) Art? Yeah. So Turning Red has finally hit our screens um, on Disney Plus, and I just watched it for the first time today. Honestly, I don't know why I waited so long to watch it because it is literally, I think it's one of the best Pixar movies. Like, I was very hesitant. um, about it can but i think it just played everything out so perfectly like for me the main thing was the representation as a muslim woman like 
seeing multiple people with hijabs and headscarves walking them. around. Yes. Yeah, like I you, loved it. I think that might be the first time that we've seen them um in Pixar or correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but like that was just amazing and the immigrant experience, I just loved yeah. it how it played out in the movie, but um I really want to hear your thoughts and then um I'll, I I, I got to I was lucky enough to see it in a theater because it played at the El Capitan here in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted to go you. see it there. Yeah. yeah you didn't yeah. call and, us? I'm sorry. Uh, and and I and we when we sat down, we noticed this really large uh, group sort of next to us, I would say maybe 15 or 20 people. And it was a couple of generations of a few Chinese families mm-hmm. and and hearing their them them respond and laugh to very specific cultural jokes, first yeah. of all, and and hearing them talk after that movie, especially the little, little kids that were with them, like that's why we do this people this is why we do this mm-hmm. and it was so great to hear and it was it was mainly because i was sort of taking cues at some of the jokes from their laughter i'm like oh, oh that's a thing that i should know about because <laughs> um, there's because there's some deep cut cultural stuff there uh, that they're that mm-hmm. they're trying out in that movie and it's yeah. very sophisticated um and you know then there's that idiot critic who rescinded his review that said it you know he couldn't connect with it because it was a you know 13 year old asian girl and it's it's made for a specific audience and i'm like could you identify with cars or fish Um, (laughs) there's this expectation that minorities should not relate to cinderella because she's a white european woman like why is why does that it's not so come? There's so ways. much to relate to in that movie, like because I'm not really Asian, is. but like there's yeah. so much. Like I said, like the immigrant experience is something that we can, like a lot of people can relate to, um, and I feel like this movie like did a really good job of portraying that. Um, so I'm not really sure what he was talking about, but I, I my favorite part of it just like you know I I loved all the stuff about that was very specific to May and her mother and yeah. And her, her, her magical puberty was such a great idea yeah um, but the thing i think the movie really nailed and is like the most universal of everything in it is her friend group mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh absolutely everybody everybody at that age yeah had a little group of nerds that were into like one or two things and you only <laughs> understood each other and everybody yeah. thought you were weirdos and you always had each other's back like that that was and it was so beautifully painted and i love that it was you know that's the other thing about the movie like what two male characters and they're really inconsequential Mm -hmm. i mean dad's Mm -hmm. awesome in it but like the fact that all that entire friend group was was were all girls and 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 spoke their own language and had their own support system for each other was so cool that was my favorite part of the whole movie Uh, what i am fascinated with is this uh, change up in creatives at both disney animation and pixar and allowing people to sort of make stories that sort of reflect their their backgrounds or sort of their interests. Mm-hmm. And we found this with Encanto and we found it with this. Like generational trauma is a huge deal for people and, and especially in the immigrant life. And um I and I think as interesting is we have now two examples of both uh, sort of the maternal um uh you know grandmother mother daughter relationship the three generational sort of structure that's fascinating we don't really we've not really seen that in film and we got him back to back basically barely see moms in film historically yeah right i feel like what turning red was going to be was is currently was what they were trying to do with brave Hmm. that's interesting 
Mm. Yeah, but obviously, you know, and and like you said, Nathan, gender aside of the main characters and the and the matriarchal sort of angle, Encanto and this hit some really hard feels in me about relationships Mm -hmm. with mothers and generational trauma. Yeah, because I have a very challenging one, and so it's it's it 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 it, it, that universality is what movies are about. Like, how can you even if even if it was not the world I came from, you're seeing the emotions you have that you mm. remember through other people's eyes. What is different about that? Like yeah. that's, there's so that's much of that movie. The goal. That, that's the goal. the goal. And that's, Every, there's so much in that movie. Everything. Everything. Yeah. There's so much in that movie that I was like, that I could relate to because it was a universality of growing up and being a nerd and having pressure on you from your parents. And like, that's, that doesn't, the dressing doesn't matter. That idea that there's no that these movies are sort of villainless, right? That the that the, right. that they're yeah. they're mm-hmm. they're they're heroes' journeys and their emotional journeys, but they're internal as much as they are external. And the the villains never turn out to be anything more than um, you know a, a confluence of 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 outside forces that that are misinterpreted or not accepted. And so it, I, I, I love it. It's a I really mean, great point. It, that it's, was a yeah, big it, thing with Encanto too. Like everyone was like, "Abuela is the worst. She's a villain." No, yeah. Abuela Ooh, was also dealing best. with trauma too. She, she like never, she had to overcome yeah. so much. She's not yeah. the villain. She's also someone that needs healing too. Yeah, I mean that surface pressure song in Encanto. Everybody, everybody talks about. We don't talk about Bruno, but surface pressure is my favorite song in that. Same. And surface pressure did, hit a little and, too hard. For same. Me. same. <laughs> that song literally made me instantly burst into tears because it was like oh god mm-hmm. oh yeah. lord i know yeah. exactly what this yeah, is like, like my sister called me because i essentially raised my sister and she was like damn i had no idea i was like yeah bitch you don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i think it's it's really rough um growing up like um in the u.s and like having to have the experience of like not really sure being sure like how to essentially navigate that like you want to stick with your culture you want to stick with your family but then like when you're growing up you don't want to be weird like you don't want to be the like you don't want to be singled out like you want to have that typical teenage american experience but then like your friends will tell you hey like come with us to here i'm like no i gotta go ask my mom if like my mom tells says me tells me no i can't go like it it is what it is i have a curfew at like 20 years old like there's just certain (laughs) (laughs) like there's just certain experiences that like you grow up having and it's so nice to see that they're finally becoming a part of these movies because now you have the younger generation going in and being like i it's okay to have to feel all these things. It's okay to to come from these backgrounds. You don't have to change. You can um you can be from those backgrounds and still be accepted in society because people now can finally understand what you were going through, yeah. um and they can be accepting of that. So it's really nice to see this movie. I think it was such a great step forward towards representation, and and I'm so glad that the Asian community finally has um an Asian lead. Um, mm-hmm. in a movie mm-hmm. like this um, because I just I remember seeing like Soul and for me that movie like I was in tears I was bawling like I couldn't even handle it because of the way like just like seeing people that looked like me on a screen honestly so, it was rude of them to put that on on Christmas day for real I was crying I was like yeah. messed up and I was just crying and I was just like oh my god I can't believe like how could they like the hair of the barber scene oh my god and it was just like all of that like that yeah. got me just seeing like the nuance and I think that they did such a great job with this movie like in the exact same way I think they did it justice mm-hmm. and I'm so glad to see that we have um, 
and Asian female director too. Like they're killing it. Yeah. Like, they're so killing it. Like with that Chloe reminded me. Well. Can we talk about how this is also a love letter to that time period? Because yeah, yes, yes. it's Let our time period. You, when I heard Bootylicious, I was like, how much did they pay Beyonce? The, 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 there's a, the, one of the best comments I saw was it was a joke on you know parents talking about oh, the difficult this is going to make me have a difficult con- difficult conversation with my kids the best joke version of that was somebody said now I'm going to have to have a difficult conversation with my kids about how you can't buy concert tickets the night of the show after the concert <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah ain't no way because yeah. ain't no way ain't no let's way. talk about uh, how this should affect the the Canada Pavilion at Epcot because. Bye, Canada far and wide. We're going to need May to take me around Can I have Toronto a giant, ASAP. we need a giant, huggable giant. That you can oh, just, my God. Uh, yeah. Wait. I think like they're working on it. Meet and, are they doing a meet and greet? I legitimately think they're working on it. There was some stuff that my was coming out. If you remember, a, <laughs> a couple of months ago, they released this version where they had a performer on stilted legs. It kind of yeah. looked like wampa legs. And then they had a version with hands. And they were like extended grippy sort of that could maneuver the the arms a little bit the fingers um someone asked i don't remember where this came about i think it was to the director actually of turning red and they said well you know is this going to have yeah it was and they were like is this going to have something to do with the meet and greet in the parks and she's like i don't know maybe it would make a lot of sense so i think we're going to see some really huggable meet and greet um uh, Coca-Cola Polar future. Bear, if you haven't seen that at the World yeah. of Coke, is gorgeous. It's beautiful. And yeah, yeah, so and you just scale it up a little more and make it red. Yeah. And I will hug the crap out of that thing. And we need the American Pavilion stage. We're going to need a, you know, a Fortnite concert. <laughs> oh, I just want to let everyone know that Disney Canada put out Spotify playlists for each person in May's friend group, including May. You're welcome. Very I good. love that. That's great. <laughs> but, um... So any last thoughts on turning red before we go into other theme parks besides Disney? Because unfortunately, I hate to tell you all this, other theme parks do exist. Besides yeah, Disney. well, <laughs> I think we should go from the fury of red pandas to a different sort of fury. To the fury of Poseidon. Poseidon! Poseidon! <laughs> so yeah, Poseidon's fury uh, has been closed for at, at Universal's Islands of Adventure um, at part of the original Lost Continent land. Uh, half of which has become Harry Potter and mm-hmm. Hogsmeade, but um, uh, opened with the park back in 1999. And um, it uh, had a, a long run, had one redo in like, I think uh, 2001 or two, had a quick redo that I actually did a little writing on for a previous job, um, which was the whole Darkanon story plot and things. And then uh, closed about two years ago, supposedly just for a refurb. I haven't, I haven't seen any news from anybody posting about if there's anything different about it but it's a it is a a sleeper hit of that part like it 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 never quite got the notoriety or popularity that i think universal wanted it to have when it opened which is why they which is why they did the redo to be honest there was some just some story things that there was some really clever ideas on paper and and to the designers of the show i know a lot of people worked on it but there's stuff story-wise that just didn't quite gel with exit polling the audiences which is why they changed it to the current story and nathan i think you said it best there's a huge audience that that loves the show because it's so bad it's great yeah i mean <laughs> it is it is what's what I, you know the darkenon name is like a beautiful like terrible thing and uh <laughs> and you brought up of course <laughs> yeah. that the director uh who did the visuals for this also directed masters of the universe the film which you know it makes total sense the, yeah. the more i think about it um 
I mean, top five uh, exteriors for a ride. Period. Oh, at wow. spectacular! Yeah, it's beautiful. I wish um, that the, the the front fountain thing had opened though, because you know that whole yeah. ruins down there were supposed to be a water play area. But um, oh, was it? Oh, wow. Yeah, Janine, when you go, no, no, look, because you've got the the, the mom eye. Yeah, you'll look at it and go, oh my god, <laughs> there's so many pointy spikes and things that my kid could fall on. Like they realized very late that 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 that, that whoever does, did the design was like, wait, we didn't really consult, and okay, we'll just make it a, a water feature that you look at. But it was originally supposed to be wow. something you could go down into. It's flash around in yeah that would have been um, lovely yeah but, but i love that that giant statue falling apart is yes. just so iconic it's so good yeah and i think i think for the most part it's been lighting updates and things of that nature it's what yeah i, I think, think they just redid the been... projections and things yeah, like that yeah yeah and it looks great the, why did that, that take that, two years though is what i want to know uh covid and stuff i think it's, it was covid a, mainly yeah it probably had not gone down uh, for a, a refurb in a long time and stuff that's around water uh, tends to corrode. And, mm, that and, makes sense. And so oh, so they true. probably did a massive, massive overhaul of maybe the water systems and the nozzles and things. Yeah. I, that, and it's a people eater. So yeah. they really don't want to take those down unless they really have oh, to. Oh, Dave, yeah. now that I have you, you can answer this question for me. How the <laughs> frick do they do the tunnel thing? Oh, the uh, tunnel thing's so cool. The tunnel is such, It's that's, my, that's in my probably top, two or three effects in a theme park of all time. Um, I believe that was built by Technifex, which is a company out here mm. in California who did a lot of special effects for theme parks, I think. Um, I think actually, if you look on their website, you can see the mock-ups of it. Um, it is basically, you know how the water parks have those giant like um, uh, funnel rides that you go through in, in your little floaty? Um, yeah. You know how sometimes those have, or, or even better yet, a better analogy is, you know, the standing waves that you can bodyboard in that are they, that are like, there'll be a bar built surfboard around Surfboard training. Yeah, surfboard yeah. training. Oh, like the surfboard thing. Yes, it's that kind of water jet, basically shooting into what's around you is basically a big water slide trough, really. Um, yeah. And they figured out the right size and the amount of water pressure for it to basically stay in place. It's it's literally just water pressure. The, the pump system for that is crazy. And it's like outside the building and, and like, I think 50 or 60 feet away, because it's so loud that you would hear it if it was close to the building. And <laughs> like, it's, um it, yeah, I think that effect is, that is an honest to God gasp from the audience. Yeah, every time. Because that is what I remember time, from it. Like, every bro, time. It's chef's kiss uh, yeah. like i remember and i then i remember doing it and i was just confused and i was like wait this is a show <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you don't know what you're getting into it's a strange experience i love yeah. it but uh, no, we were talking about yeah. you, dave you were talking about earlier but before we started recording about how it was kind of supposed to be the t2 3d for you know it's sort of and it is it's kind of stunt yeah. kind of internally effects. internally it was pitched as this is going to be ios t2 3d in terms of sort of cutting at special effects and media, but we're adding yeah. water and it's, and it's going to be a, a showstopper and, and hugely popular. And it kind of wasn't, um, I loved it in even the mm -hmm. original one. And I remember taking friends before the park open at the, like employee previews and like, we've never seen anything like this to your point, Nathan, if you don't have any idea what's in that show box, you have yeah. no idea. What you're Which is awesome. It. It's a, I, is I love taking people in there and going, don't ask me what this is. Just, yeah, just experience <laughs> it. Just go with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the why everyone thought this wasn't coming back is it looks like a freaking Zelda temple already. It's as it's as close yeah. as you can get. 
uh, to having a prefab Zelda temple if you were going to create a <laughs> Zelda ride. That's true. Um, which they keep talking about um, that that's going to be a, a, an aspect of the future. Yeah. So I think everyone just made the obvious sort of thought, but I'm glad it's back. I would, I mean, even if it doesn't last forever, um, it's a, it's it's incredible that it's still around. I mean, Islands generally keeps things much longer than studios in general, but uh, and I think that deals with the fact that it's harder to retheme a bunch of water rides. But um, okay. uh, it's it's nice to have like this straight up non IP yeah, extravaganza in the middle. Yeah. of Now that Sinbad's I mean, gone, there's, there's very few non IP related yeah, stuff at true. Islands, and it's very much. I mean, and that it. What I love is that that whole non-IP aspect of the original park and that, yes, there yeah. are IPs like Marvel and Dr. Seuss and Dr. Jurassic Park, but Lost Continent was this weird little anomaly where it was just, yeah. cause you know that uh, it, everybody knows that the park was based on, was supposed to be literary themed, mm-hmm. right? Like everything was a book yeah. or a comic book or right. And I remember they used to have a, a, like a plaque at the front of the park where they had planned one. Maybe my friend, my friend Zane Yench, who was a, a fan of that place is now a theme park designer as well. tells this, tells me this story, wide eyed story about, Oh my God, the original story behind this park, the backstory and it's not really evident there anymore. And to me, that's like the the signature attraction to that theme, right? It's yeah, it's totally. classic Greek mythology. It's it, well, dark and that's very not, true. Notwithstanding, <laughs> but, you know. Oh, Nathan, I'm glad yes. you mentioned things that are returning because HHN tickets dropped today. That's Woo! true. So, um, Halloween Horror Nights 31. Tickets are now available, as well as tickets for um, the unmasking, um, the unmasking tour, and the RIP tour. Um, there's no frequent fear. There's no multi-day. I know everybody's going to ask them for like the next 800 years. When's that coming? But um, people are mad at the tagline. I'm not sure why, but the tagline <laughs> is fine. "Don't." It, it's "Don't go alone," and I'm like, they, okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't. That that's both kind of creepy and also a great sales pitch. Like, don't come alone. We like two people. More, we like more, more tickets. Money. Yeah, don't come alone. Like, give us more. Yeah. You guys There's see the, the? Did you see the? I guess rumor announcements. I don't know if it's true or not that the weekend is going to have a house. Oh, yes, I, I heard about that. That's for real. I thought that was a joke, but I, I thought it was for Hollywood. Oh, I thought it, it was for Hollywood knows. too. I mean, remember they were going to have a Billie Eilish. Yeah, house. yeah. And 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 they've done like Alice Cooper is it's, it, rock and roll has been. I mean, Alice Cooper with it. means a little more sense. Means a yeah. little more, sure. But 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 the argument I always make is Billie Eilish's first two music videos were horrific and very yeah, weird totally. and scary. Yeah. Her aesthetic was that, and the weekend as well. Like, there's some his old man. The most recent albums, yeah. Do we have any other rumors for houses this year yet that are? I heard Fear Street. Okay. Oh, right, the Netflix show, right? Yeah. Yeah, besides rumors, any that's really all we got for right now, but I'm sure we will be um, seeing some weird staticky videos in the next few weeks or so. <laughs> are we but, uh, are we yeah. ready for mailbag? Mailbag. Here's the mail. It, it never, never fails. fails. <laughs> Here's the mail for the rats. This is actually, I'm going to read this one because it's from a friend of mine. Oh, my God. My friend Joe, who goes by Jozer on Twitter, G-O-E-Z-E-R. Uh, hi, Joe. I'm glad you listened. That's awesome. <laughs> he says, hi, uh, rat castlers. Uh, are Sears rat schmattera? Just what collective <laughs> group nickname should we, the listeners, fans, use to refer to the panelists? Yep, I'm asking what the show's, what the, yes, I'm asking what the show's <laughs> pronouns are. <laughs> our, our pronouns are, 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 
he, him, they, them, she, her, rat. So uh, he continues, enjoying the podcast, caught up enough where I have Bob the, and the terrible and the horrible, no good, very bad, don't say gay is the only one left to peruse. Before you call me out, yes, I am subscribed to the feed. The casual, quote, friends dishing and spilling tea, end quote, approach is refreshing. Glad to have y'all in my podcast rotation. Looking forward to how this ride progresses and grows. Thank you, Joe. That's very sweet. I love that. It is so nice to hear from people listening to it. And that is exactly the vibe we're going for. Yes. Dishing and spilling tea. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And let's do this. I think we should call our... You can call... Us the rats, and, and the we'll listener, I like the listener, listeners as the rat bastards. I do too. <laughs> I, do so too. I think I think the listeners are rat bastards, and I think uh, we are the rats. So you can just call us the rats. Oh, because they're wow. like our bastard children. Sure. Yes. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. I, I gotta <laughs> hand it to to Joser though on the rat Matera. I I do really like that one. Yeah, that's good. That was a good one. That was very clever. That's I, I commend. I tip my yeah. hat to you. Yeah. Uh, I guess this is as good a time as any. If you have questions for us, you can get us at bit.ly forward slash ratcastle as well. And you can also, you know what, we'll do this too. If you leave us a five-star rating on iTunes, we will read your five-star rating. Um, <gasps> and and uh, I'm just stealing Ooh. that from Linoleum Knife. Thank yes, you, Alonzo and Dave. Um and uh, so uh, throw us some of those and we will read those as well because we love a good review. Um, and yeah, that would be great. We'd love to hear from you guys. It's Thanks, very Joseph. nice to know we're not just yelling Doing at the void. In the ether. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Someone out there. It is talk true. Talk to us. We talk back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's either a podcast or it's, it's, or it's theme park therapy. Either way, it works for me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, either way, it's cheaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. So I guess I'll go ahead and uh, draw us to a close. So Rat Castle is produced by Nathan Hotman, the incomparable. It's true. Um, please. <laughs> and you should please consider, uh, blah, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode and tell all your other rat bastard friends. Yeah. <laughs> You can check out our website at ratcastlepodcast.podbean.com. As Nathan said, send us your questions so that way we don't sound like we're talking to ourselves. You can do that <laughs> at bit.ly forward slash ratcastle. Now grab your belongings, exit to the left, and any complaints can be made at guessers. <laughs> <laughs> Stop this foolishness! What foolishness would you like to see? Will you get out of here? Ah!